Happy Fantasy Friday. We are opening up the vault for wide receiver rankings for 2022. We're going to go through Matt Williamson's wide receiver rankings. I'm going to argue with him about how wrong he is about some of these rankings, I'm sure, in this Fantasy War Room episode of Peacock and Williamson coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is what we do network-wide. And Matt has his wide receiver preliminary, I think, you know, these might change subject to change. We'll see what happens in in camp and all of those things. But uh, some people prepping for their fantasy football draft. So let's check in on the fantasy football rankings. Part one of this episode, because there's just too many good wide receivers, too many draftable wide receivers and sleepers that we've got to get into. So I think we can spend a little time on sort of the top 10 guys here, the top 12, those wide receiver ones today. And then we can get into the rest of the group of wide receivers on Monday's podcast. So, Matt, uh, how hard was it this year? Because I'm looking at your list right now, and I haven't had a chance to to really deep dive on your list as you've been working on it this week. It's hard. It's hard. It's to hard. Because yeah. there's so many good ones, and there's a good argument for guys that are not even in the top 12 to be uh, one of the top wide receivers in the entire league. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I'll pull back curtain. You know, it wasn't like – Oh, I, I better get this done for Friday's podcast. I just started messing around with it last night. And to kind of steal a quote from, from Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah on their podcast, they say, you know, like this time of year for next year's draft, they like to get guys in the right neighborhood. They don't have to be in the right house, in the right bed quite yet because it's not draft day. Eventually they'll get there. But I want to get these guys in the right neighborhood, start putting pen to paper, you know, putting guys kind of in clumps together. You know, where's the depth? Where's the strong spots? How long can you wait? So I start fiddling with it last night. So these are kind of off the tip of my tongue, off the top of my head, very, very, very subject to change. And I think we should just dig in and get as far as we go, you know, and I urge as much feedback, criticism as possible from UBP as well as all the listeners, because these are going to change a lot tomorrow. Is there is there something to, we talked about draft strategy, and it's always been traditional draft strategy to, you know, you draft running backs early, wide receivers are kind of next, you filter in maybe the top tight ends in there, and then you wait on quarterbacks. Is it to the point where there are some quarterbacks that are so good that you might want to start drafting quarterbacks earlier and waiting on wide receivers since there's so many wide receivers that you can get a top guy later and you can wait? Is wide receiver now the position that you wait on? I don't know. I mean, I think every year is different and I'm not deep enough in it to know. I do know that I am not waiting on running back. I mean, so, and I look at tight end, the two positions you didn't bring up, and I think there's five really good tight ends and maybe seven total that I'm comfortable with. So I don't think I want to wait on tight end. So you got to wait on something then, <laughs> you know, and receiver seems as good as any. Um, I, to your point earlier, I, I go about 35-ish, de- about 30-ish deep, 35-ish deep, something like that so far. And I would feel pretty comfortable starting any of those, you know, at this stage. So I don't think I'm going to put a starting lineup that I'll hate if I go – Running back, running back, tight end, 
then start getting into receivers, you know? Who is wide receiver one in 2022 on Matt Williamson's big board? You've got the first wide receiver selection. Who's that going to be? I think the top two have a fight here. And then the third guy, I think, stands alone. I have Cooper Cup just over Justin Jefferson. I think the Vikings are going to throw the ball a higher percentage of the time and run more plays with the new coaching staff. Jefferson has passed that hurdle to me where he's not just a young guy. I'm not sure what I'm getting. I mean, he's so consistent every week, you know, each year he's been in the league, whether it's slot outside, whatever. But I went with cup one because he basically just had the best receiver year in the history of the league. (laughs) You know I mean? Like, I don't think we should ignore that. And I don't think it's particularly fluky, but I do think last year will probably be the best year of his career. Yeah, I mean, it was so absurd. You can't yeah. expect more than that. But it was, it, but he was so good already. You, you, you might project a little bit of a drop. You know, there's uh, mm-hmm. there's ups and downs in a player's career. But man, it was absurd what he did and how important he is to the offense. And you love having a, a big time quarterback that trusts him, that is going to go to him all the time. So you know the targets yeah, are going to yeah. be there. And you know maybe the yardage, maybe there's a few plays here and there that don't go as long. Uh, maybe you know touchdowns. Can, can fall a little bit, but uh, absurd the production and the usage is there and you just feel really good. Sort of like the, you know, the, the prime Wes Welker days in, in, in new England where you just know the targets are going to be there and yeah. it makes you feel good about him being there. But I think the upside for your number two guy is, I think he's it, just so consistent Jefferson and he's so good. And, and there's potential mm-hmm. for, for even more than what he's given, and what's funny is all the talk I've heard this offseason from the Vikings and the coaching staff there is Justin Jefferson is going to get the Cooper Cup treatment and play that role. So it's funny that these are the top two guys, and right, now Justin right. Jefferson's playing the Cooper Cup role. Yeah, and you mentioned Welker, and he gets that kind of targets with the Rams, but he's 220 pounds, and he blocks, and he plays near the line of scrimmage, and he's in the middle of the field, and he gets downfield. And Jefferson isn't as physical, but he's just as versatile. I mean, I'm, I remember being worried about him coming out of LSU. Ah, he's just a big slot. You know, I don't know if he can get off press coverage on the outside. Wrong. I mean, just a total superstar. And maybe this is a good enough argument to put Jefferson over a cup. But if I had to bet one receiver who's going to end up in the top five overall, I think I would pick Jefferson. I, I I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I like. And I don't want to miss on my early fantasy picks. Okay, not Cooper the Cup's going to miss, but I mean, you know what I mean. He's, I, this right. is Jefferson's unbelievably safe. Right, right. And it's funny as we go down this list, all these guys can have a claim to be wide receiver one in, in the entire league this year and be the yeah. you know, someone's favorite wide receiver. But I do think it's it's Cup and Jefferson one and two in some work. So I like that. Okay. The guy you have at number three, maybe more volatility in what he could be. Is he just, oh my goodness, wide receiver one, like from here on out, like everybody every year, he's the dude, you know? Jamar Chase, does he take that sort of a, a leap? Is he that guy? Or did we see what we saw from him and he's going to be sort of, you know, the wide receiver, the, 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 the number one wide receiver for his team, but not necessarily the league? I think he's pretty special. Um, just... You know, Ryan and I talk about this on Locked on Dynasty a lot, that 
Jefferson and Chase in the dynasty community are far and away one and two on the wide receiver list. You know, you get them for the rest of their career. Amazing. They're both at LSU together, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, second and third year. It's pretty easy to see. And Joe Burrow was their quarterback who went number one on the NFL draft, why they were national champions. No, without question. I think Chase is very special. Um, I worry a little about the Bengals just overall that, they took such a huge leap last year. Might they come back just a smidge? Did they did they walk before they could crawl? Um, Chase also had a lot of very long touchdowns. You know, will he have as many 80 yarders, you know, the rest of his career? Probably not. I mean, even Randy Moss, you know, you couldn't count on that. Yeah. But he's really special. That that's that, that was the comp I was gonna use was Randy Moss, where mm-hmm. it's that's where the volatility is for me because you know, the big plays, do they start playing a man over the top? We saw that with DK Metcalf and do you, you force them to go another direction? Do you make it more difficult to hit those big plays for this guy after, you know, the league now has a book on him after his rookie season. Um, There's enough weapons on that offense where they can go other places. And I don't know if that's going to help you necessarily defensively. If you put too much, you know, uh, too much coverage, on on his side of the field mm-hmm, right but um yeah I mean, just, Higgins could outscore him this year it's possible. Right. And how many yeah right. yeah how many does he how many breakaway plays does he get the long touchdowns do the touchdowns number numbers come down does it you know so there's a volatility there for target share just because he's the outside downfield guy whereas someone like cup or jefferson and a lot of these guys on this list they're going to move him around in the slot pepper him with two yard passes you know if they mm-hmm. have the ball in their hands different ways almost use them as a tight end sometimes is how cups utilized and so that for that reason he could go massively huge but he's he's got to show that he's wide receiver one before you can put him at wide receiver one kind of thing but yeah. man, it's, it's exciting what what he did last year as a rookie and he's dynamic and just so fast and so good at going and, and getting the ball he's so physical too and he just beats up man coverage and you know burrow loves him obviously i mean he passed every test with flying colors and he was amazing at lsu i mean it was only that one year but he was 19 years old dominating the sec so i'm on board i mean i, I think this next guy has a case to be number three but i'm pretty certain chase will be three for me when it's all said and done Really quick for Jamar Chase. So he had 81 catches, and that could, you know, he could have 20 more catches. Maybe, maybe. And, you know, well over 1,500 yards, but he had 13 touchdowns. And so, yeah, that's – it's hard to know where the numbers are going to go. But remember, he started slow, too, and there were some drops. Right. There was talk about, oh, my gosh. He's he was a rookie. Hands, yeah. And remember, Odell Beckham is is sort of my comp for him because Odell Beckham went crazy. He had 1,400 yards, I think, his rookie year but was hurt at the beginning. So he didn't have all 16 games. Odell didn't. And it was like, Oh, there's more there. So that's where it's like, man, chase didn't even start fast. If he starts fast and gets a hundred catches, I mean, what is it? Is he gonna have a 2000 yard season, you know? So, I mean, there's so much upside for Jamar chase. It's scary. It's funny you say that because Jefferson's rookie year went the same way too, where his first three games, I think it was three. They only had him in the slot. They didn't use him all that much. You know, they, they didn't feature him. Thielen was in his prime. And, you know, yeah. and so Odell, Chase, and Jefferson all started their careers sort of slow and then went nuts. All else you guys, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't believe Chase isn't going to come out of the gate flying this year. All right. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, one, two, three on Matt Williamson's wide receiver rankings for 2022. 
We'll get to the rest of the wide receiver ones. We'll go top 12 on today's podcast. And then on Monday, we'll come back and, and we'll get a little deeper, start talking about sleepers. And look, I mean, we don't have to get too deep talking about 13 on because those are wide receiver ones too, really, with, with a lot of the names that are on there. So we'll get to that stuff next. But I got to let the folks out there know about Dave. Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. And wow, if you could talk to future self, how, how many uh, mistakes could you, uh, could you fix in your <laughs> life, right? Uh, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, you know, buy whatever you need to buy in your life, catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups and there's no interest no credit check needed millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash so if you're in a pinch need some extra help download dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the app store right now that's dave d-a-v-e sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer rate supply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out everything else the network has to offer. Make sure you're at the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe there. It is also the home of the Peacock and Williamson show, as well as the Locked On NFL podcast and many other great programs and videos here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Cup, Jefferson, Chase. That's one, two, three. How far is the gap from Chase to your next group of receivers, Matt? If you if you were uh, on the board and or you were on the clock drafting in your fantasy leagues this year, uh, to the next receiver, it's minimal. But I think maybe we should have lumped the top four together. The more I think about it, I mean, I, I don't think Stefan Diggs has a chance to be my number one when it's said and done. But I can't imagine him not being in my top four, where after that, I start to get a little foggy. I, I just think Diggs, a lot of the same is true about Jefferson, who coincidentally, they were basically traded for each other. I have a really hard time believing he can't, he won't be a top five receiver. I mean, volume's going to be there. Exceptional offense. I mean, usage, uh, targets, big plays underneath, attack all areas of the field, red zone. I don't know what not to like about Diggs. And it's crazy. You go back to 2020 where he had 127 catches and 1,500 right. yards. And, and then you look at last year's numbers. They're awesome. 100 catches, 103 right. catches, 1,225 yards, 10 touchdowns. You take that all day long. And there could even be more volume there for Stephon Diggs like we saw in mm -hmm. 2020. And you just feel so good knowing what you're going to – like one of the safest receivers because of how good he is at getting open. He's still in his 20s, right? Uh, still in his prime. He's got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL that loves throwing him the football at all levels of the field. Loves Stephon Diggs. It's just, you know, it's just an easy pick and you feel good about drafting him. Just not quite the upside, maybe, as some of the other guys. Although, yeah, right. 127 catches is pretty good upside, 1,500 yards. So, there's upside there, too. Yeah. I mean, if you start your draft with, I don't know, Stefan Diggs and, Diggs and Najee Harris, it was like two high volume guys at their respective positions. It's like, okay, I can start swinging for the fences after that because I know those guys are going to get a lot of touches every week and go from there. Two doubles, you know, right off the wall. 
Your number five wide receiver here, C.D. Lamb, could we start seeing crazy usage there? Because, I mean, he's so good and maybe very Stephon Diggs-like and becoming the guy there now with Amari Cooper out of the picture. Sky's the limit as far as target share for C.D., right? I think this is where maybe some people will say, okay, now it's time to start giving Williamson some some flack. You know, like, I, I don't know that anyone's going to fight me in the top four. Uh, if you notice, I haven't mentioned Devontae Adams' name yet, so maybe someone thinks they're in the top four. But um, I, I'm going to steal some of this knowledge from Dwayne McFarlane, who's one, maybe my new favorite fantasy analyst. And, and this is the way he put it with Lamb, which I think is extremely convincing, is we all know he's been very good, and he passes the eyeball test, also a great offense. But pretty much through this point of Lamb's career, He's been about a 70 to 75% snap count guy because he's the slot. You know, I mean, in two receiver sets, often, not always, it was Amari and Gallup. Well, Lamb's never going to leave the field now. So let's say he plays 20% more snaps. I mean, that doesn't mean he's going to get 20% more catches, touchdowns, you know, targets, but he's going to get more. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many Amari, to, Amari uh, Cooper targets now to be spread around and Gallup's coming off an injury too. So yeah, he's not going to be playing for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, CD lamb's usage could be outrageous. Now the question is, and you brought up the name Devonte Adams comes in at number six. How can you possibly put the best wide receiver in the league? Devonte Adams anywhere outside of the top five, let her, let alone the top three, Matt. I know this is a tough one because I know Diggs. I'm talking at both ends of my mouth. Cause Diggs proves this wrong. But over the last five or 10 years, when a big name receiver changes teams, usually their production dips. And I think him and Carr will have a wonderful rapport together. And I get the the, the best friend thing and all that, but it can't be better than him and Rodgers. I mean, it just can't. I mean, right. that's as good as we've seen. I mean, I, I think the quarterback receiver connection has to dip. And I'm not sure if I got this from Dwayne McFarlane or not, but Adam, something people should know is if you're getting a rep out of the slot as opposed to out wide, you have a better chance of fantasy production. So snaps from the slot are worth a little bit more than traditional outside the numbers uh, uh, alignments for, for fantasy. And Adams, he played all over the formation in Green Bay. And I think he played like 30% of his snaps from the slot. He's going to play none with the Raiders. I mean, this is not a knock on Adams at all. I just think Renfro's extremely good. And you mentioned Edelman earlier. Do you think the new head coach coming from New England sees some things in Renfro he might like? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? so if you just take away just the slot snaps for Devontae Adams, and he's purely an outside guy, and you look at Devontae Adams' career, he really went crazy the last two years with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. if you averaged out his first six seasons, you know, it's it, it's not wide receiver one type stuff, or it's not, you know, top of the league type stuff. It's it's late wide receiver one, you know, in your leagues. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's closer to 12 than one. So, um, and he, you know, he has had big seasons prior to the last two, but just not quite the crazy stuff we saw the last two years. So without Rodgers, there's going to be a dip because going from Rodgers to Carr. There's more ways to spread the ball around with uh, the weapons that ball, they have. Right. There was just nobody else, right? In in Green Bay, there's you know fine receivers, but it was just clear that Adams was the guy, and Rodgers trust him and throwing those back shoulder throws. And um, you're going to see less of that with Derek Carr. So, mm -hmm. um, 
and you're right. He said he had 15 or 18 targets a game like he did. At yeah, the Green Bay, there's Waller you know? and there's Renfro. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as far as outside receivers go, yeah, he's going to get a ton of targets. And I, I don't – it's been so long. It's been 10 years since Carr and, and Adams played together too, right? So, like, <laughs> right, right. Cool there, but how, you know, how quickly is that going to develop? So, no, um, I, I like the guts to put Devontae Adams down here. I think most people would have Devontae Adams higher on their lists than this there's a lot of reasons why someone like cd lamb can jump him and just the other guys are are, uh really solid we have there are so good that just not changing quarterbacks and teams is is enough for me for them to go over him so i have no problem with at Devontae adams at six but i think a lot of people look at that and say come on and by the way some really interesting uh feedback on twitter about your uh, quarterback rankings too, by the way. I, <laughs> I appreciate most of it, but okay. <laughs> the funniest thing about it, and this is where, so if you're critiquing, if you're going to come, if you're going to come at us and critique Matt's list, don't do the thing where you just only argue that the one guy from your favorite team is too low. Because <laughs> it's I'm expecting every, it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. But find a find a player from a different team that is not your favorite team that you think is too low, then, then it'll, then it'll be more warranted. Then maybe we'll, we'll listen to you, but it's funny because the quarterback rankings, everyone was like, Oh, Trey Lance at number 10. And the saints fans were like, how's Jameis Winston not there? You know, and yeah, yeah. The, the Packers fans, how do you have him above Aaron Rodgers? And it's like, okay, we'll argue for not your own guy. And then, and we'll, we'll it'll, it, it just, there just, were also a couple people that I'm not sure realized it was fantasy because I got tweets like, "Oh yeah, you really think Jalen Hurts is better than Aaron Rodgers? What's wrong with you? Have you never watched football in your life?" I'm like, "I don't think Jalen Hurts is better than Aaron Rodgers." You know, I mean, this is we're for fantasy, fantasy football. And it's funny because there's some parallels between Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance too, as far as those right. rankings go. What we've seen from the past, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance could be that, but better. And Jalen Hurts had been a, a QB one with his fantasy production. Massive production, right? Yeah, so, yeah, fantasy is key, and clearly, Matt Williamson's fantasy quarterback rankings. You were you valued the athleticism and the and the running, the rushing yards, and the rushing touchdowns, and those things that quarterbacks can bring throughout your list. So you stayed consistent yeah. with that. It's a cheat code. I mean, it it almost quarterbacks should almost get half points for you know rushing. It's all, it's a bit of a cheat code. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it is. It is for fantasy purposes. Yeah, it, it's almost like uh, as long as they don't get hurt, right? Then it's right. Uh, you know it's easy money there to get that extra little bit of production. Okay, people are gonna be a hard time at seven here. By the way, number seven for Matt Williamson is Mike Evans, and is this basically you're projecting a little uptick in usage, right, from one of an all from an all time great quarterback? Yeah, exactly. Um. I'll say the same about Keenan Allen is I think that two potential Hall of Famers, you know, perennial wide receiver ones for fantasy are starting to slightly show decline at their age, Allen and Evans. So that worries me to put a declining, slightly declining football player this high on a list that's riddled with young guys in their prime or hitting their prime. But I just look at it this way. And and trust me, I don't tweet me that touchdowns aren't predictive in fantasy. I know they're not predictive, but I also think Gronk knows how to catch touchdowns. You know, Mike Evans is going to catch so many touchdowns without Gronk, AB, who was great for them, or Godwin for half the season. You know, like, where do you think Brady's going to go with the ball near the stripe? He's going to go to Evans. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, I think he's a lead. If I had to guess of anyone on this list who's going to catch the most touchdowns, I would pick Mike Evans. Brady's so good at that too, 
And mm-hmm. Mike Evans is so good at that, right? So like I think the, Evans and Brady's track record defy all well touchdowns aren't predictive right i've been watching a lot of brady for the last 50 years i know what he's gonna do you know guess how that might go right mike evans and tom brady down in the red zone absolutely all the time i mean you put on the scoreboard they were going to gronk and nobody could stop it well now this is the next best thing and evans got a ton of touchdowns last year yeah okay that is the top seven so far. We'll go through 12 and maybe hint at some of those guys who did not even make the top 12. The Matt, Matt Williamson's not even drafting as wide receiver one in his fantasy football leagues next. But how about our friends at Bet Online? You want to make some cash? You want to have a little fun betting on sports or even playing poker or blackjack? You could do it at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments. You can bet on uh, anything NFL-related just about. I mean, it's amazing how many futures and props and, and odds there already are for the 2022 NFL season, and we haven't even started training camp. It's it's pretty unbelievable. And how about the effects the Baker Mayfield trade has had on some of the odds? Because they've already got the, the lines up for week one, and it is the Browns at the Panthers in week one, by the way. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one. So that line is moving already quite a bit for week one. Uh, you could bet on the Panthers to win the Super Bowl at 130 to one, to win the NFC at 60 to one. Uh, you could bet on the Panthers with Baker Mayfield now to, uh, to, to, I don't, league MVP. It's up there. I mean, it, it's crazy. So I might make the playoffs with them. Maybe we get a decent odds, you know. I like, I like yeah. playoffs bet. I think maybe slow your roll, even though the odds have gotten a little bit, um, uh, you know, a, a little bit tougher. Yeah, and yeah, clearly everyone likes Baker or the Panthers better with Baker Mayfield. I think there is still some some value there for this. Uh, there's even and actually there's you can even bet it if he's going to make the if he's going to win the starting job. Will Baker Mayfield be the starting quarterback for the Panthers? <laughs> and it's two to one odds that he will. And uh, uh, if he and uh, what is it uh, one to three odds if he does not? I can't believe become the that. starting quarterback. So that's that's money in the bag. Yeah, that's easy. That's an easy one for me, for sure. But tons of odds at Bet Online. Not only NFL, not only Major League Baseball all summer long, but live betting, esports, and more. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, we've got through seven, the top seven of Matt Williamson's fantasy football wide receiver rankings. We'll do the rest of the rankings from Matt. On Monday, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. And then coming in at number eight is Debo Samuel. He had a ridiculous year, both receiving and rushing last year. The question with Debo now is, is what's that usage going to look like? But I think a lot of people don't realize how good he is just as a pure receiver, even if the rushing yards don't happen. And to be honest with you, it's better if the rushing yards don't happen uh, as much because then there's less risk of injury. 100%. 100%. And I think there's a couple couple guys in this conversation. This is an area that I'm going to be tweaking without question. Um, and I believe last year probably will be Debo's best fantasy you know, season of his career. But you, you hit it. I mean, and you know this better than anyone, that but even before the Niners start using him consistently as a ball carrier, he was still like a top five fantasy receiver. I mean, he was a stud before that. Oh, yeah. And even still, even when his wide receiver usage dropped in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. he still ended the year with 1,400 
receiving yards. Yeah. And he's not uh, like he's he's good at getting the ball down the field. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the greatest downfield thrower, and that wasn't a big part of their offense. But he's a big play guy in that he can take short passes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. So even a short pass is a deep pass for Debo Samuel. So his yards per catch were 18.25, even though his average depth of target was way lower than someone who would normally have 18 yards per catch. So he already had 1,400 yards receiving, and that was with him being almost hardly used as a wide receiver down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you just took Debo's first eight games before he started getting more carries week nine, he started, he got five carries as a, as a running back. And so he started to get a lot more the second half of the year. But if you just take the first eight games and you extrapolate that to a full season, we're talking about over 1700 receiving yards and a hundred receptions for Debo Samuel. last year. He was, and that's just receiving, not counting his rushing stuff. So um, he's good either way you slice it. And uh, he, he proved that he's, he's here and he's ready for prime time. So as long as he's healthy, he's featured in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, It's going to be fun there with Debo Samuel, new quarterback, but I think that just means he's going to run the ball less and he's going to get more targets down the field, which will, you know, just, just change how he gets the ball, but it's, it's going to be fun with Debo Samuel. And uh, I absolutely love him in, uh, in this spot here at number eight. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure who I would put ahead of him here. So I'm pretty comfortable with him at eight. Is there enough volume? Matt, for T. Higgins to be wide receiver nine and Jamar Chase to be wide receiver three, or does right? You know, because obviously it's a sliding scale. One target share goes up, the other goes down a little bit. Or is Joe Burrow going to throw the ball that much to have two top ten wide receivers? We've seen it in history that in today's NFL, you can have two wide receiver ones on the same team. And in the last five years, there's numerous examples, you know, Evans and Godwin, Thielen and Diggs, Thielen and Jefferson. I'm sure there's many, many more. I mean, even Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster for a year where they were both super high. I think it's possible. I think the quarterback could make it possible. I think Higgins is a tremendous young player, only getting better, but when my final ranks come out the day of my draft, I bet there's there's a better chance Higgins will be lower than higher than he is right now at nine. Does that make sense? Yes. And I also believe that you can get a nice value from T Higgins because of that. Cause people mm-hmm. say, well, he's not even the top wide receiver on his team. How can it be the top wide receiver on my fantasy football team? And you can get a little value there from T. Yeah, Higgins. Yeah. And if the scenario we talked about with teams, being scared to death of Jamar Chase, start rolling coverage over that way. T. Higgins, if he's one-on-one, he's open, right? So he can get it's down the field, and and uh, he could absolutely have a, a, a really big fantasy football season. Yep. Yeah, so pretty confident that he's not going to bust, too. You know I mean? Yeah. It, it, I, I would be shocked. if I mean, he maybe end up being a high-end wide receiver, too, when it's all said and done, but he's going to produce. I put T Higgins a little bit lower than probably I put him probably five or six spots. Cause there's some guys down here that it's just like, wow, I can't believe that some of these guys aren't even in the top 10 or 12 mm-hmm. wide receivers because first of all, it's so deep, but also uh, Matt's a hater on, on some of these guys. But one guy uh, may get a lot of heat for yeah. coming up here in a couple picks, but how about this one, DJ Moore, and how much did he, I don't know if you had this going before the Baker Mayfield trade, but how much did he jump up for you to he become you know, wide receiver 10 for you in fantasy football this year? I hadn't put it on paper, but he would have been lower with Darnold. I mean, there's just no way around it. There's so many good receivers we haven't mentioned. He would lose a lot of those tiebreakers in the former scenario. So I kind of want to do this. Let's These next two I'm kind of lumping together, DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, because neither has had good quarterback play in their career. I love both players. I mean, like 
whoever your favorite team is, you would adore having these guys on your team. And now I think they'll both have competent QBs. Like, just don't be terrible at quarterback. You know, I mean, Wentz will get McClure in the football. You know, I mean, Baker will get DJ the football. We had some talks yesterday about, you know, DJ getting the Ben McAdoo Odell treatment, you know, slants and, you know, just peppered with targets. I see that coming. McLaurin has a little more people to fight with for targets, but that's why I have more over him. But I, I love both these players a ton, and they might finally get the quarterback play to make them true wide receiver ones. DJ Moore has already played with seven different quarterbacks in his NFL career. It's not. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he led the league was very near the top. I saw a stat yesterday in uncatchable passes. I saw that too. Yes, he was highest. Yeah. And he already, I mean, he still had 93 catches for 1150 yards, you know, so uh, he's not a big touch. Do the touchdowns go up? Um, But I do think just better quarterback play there. There's potential for both McLaurin and DJ Moore. And I I like the way you, you put that there. There's just so much more potential for them because they're really good players, especially Mm -hmm. DJ Moore for, you know, just, just to have, better targets you know it's, yeah, it's not yeah. even more targets just a better quality of targets head, headed their way yeah and both these teams that they play for financially are backing the players i mean i think money talks and fantasy and people overlook that stuff sometimes if you're going to pay these guys you're going to use them and treat them like ones in your offense and i mentioned this yesterday and i'm not picking on teddy bridgewater but that year the teddy and dj moore played there were a lot of big plays that have been long touchdowns if teddy just lets it fly so I know he's not a big touchdown producer. In this case, I'm not looking too much into that. And to finish this off, uh, the 12th wide receiver on Matt Williamson's 2022 fantasy rankings is Tyree Kill. And Matt, I can't figure out if you yeah. hate Tyree Kill, <laughs> you hate Mike McDaniels, or do you hate Tua? Yeah, because, boy, I have been such a Tyreek believer for fantasy. I've often called him the best receiver in the league as recently as last year. So I think we all know what he's capable of on the field, which is rare. I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a terrifying player that every defensive coordinator hates, despises. But there's a couple things against him is I don't love his quarterback. I get the impression that they want him to be somewhat of their Debo, not running, you know, inside zone, but you know, he's going to be the feature after the catch guy, maybe some jet sweeps, things like that. Fine. But he's not quite as big and physical as Samuel. Um, I had a really good source tell me at the combine that's close with the chiefs that their charting data, the miles per hour stuff indicated that Tyreek, isn't as scary as he once was, you know, that they got out when they thought the first, first tiniest step of decline is starting to settle in and kind of like the Adams conversation, new team. I think that's a negative. I mean, just cause I knew what he could do in the old team. The situation can't be better than it was in Kansas city. It can't be much like Rogers and Adams. And also like Adams, I think Jalen Waddle's awesome. Pretty remarkable what Tyreek Hill has done in his career. Yes. Uh, and this was before Patrick Mahomes, too. He was a he's been a pro bowler every single year of his career. All six years of his career, he's been a pro bowler. He's averaged uh eleven hundred yards receiving in those six years. And he's a touchdown monster for not being a big guy. 
Yeah, so he's yeah. got it all. He's got after the catch ability. He's got target hog ability. He's got touchdown ability, and he's been remarkably consistent throughout his career. And some of that production is pre Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, right. Alex Smith. So if he can do, if he can have uh, seventy-five catches for eleven hundred, almost twelve hundred yards, and seven touchdowns with Alex Smith, can he do the same with Tua? So uh, I still like what Tua brings from a fantasy perspective Mm -hmm. but i just don't know how it's all going to come together in that offense and there's other mouths to feed to and um, maybe there was a a better opportunity for target share with the chiefs especially earlier in his career because it was you know it was all kelsey and hill and it was like what else but um i mean what they spent to go get him i gotta believe he's going to be a featured element of that offense and maybe it slows down a little bit there's a few, few there's some fewer breakaway plays but man i'd be shocked if he doesn't have 100 catches this year yeah and i feel like i'm killing him but i mean the guys around him aren't too shabby i I certainly i'm to me maybe he would go over t higgins and go all the way up to nine ahead of moore and mclaurin but i can't put him over samuel evans adams those guys because the questions i created you know i mentioned there so he probably will go up before he goes down but man, I think Waddle might get just as many uh, targets. To remind everybody, the top 12 for Matt Williamson's wide receiver rankings in 2022 Cooper Cup, one, Justin Jefferson, two, Jamar Chase, three, Stephon Diggs, four, CD Lamb, five, Devontae Adams, six, Mike Evans, seven, Debo Samuel, eight, T Higgins, nine, DJ Moore, 10, Terry McLaurin, 11, Tyree Kill, 12. If I had to fight you on anything, I probably would argue that. Tyreek Hill and T Higgins need to be swapped. And then okay. there's names that we might fight about too, that deserve to be up in, in the top 12 range Monday. Uh, we're okay. talking about AJ Exceptional Brown football players and yeah. DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill's teammate, Jalen Waddle. Uh, how's that, you know, how's that ball going to be split up between those two guys that have very similar skill sets. And you'd think the usage could be similar with those two players. So, um, we will. There's plenty more argument for us tomorrow or on Friday or Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah. We reconvene here for part two of Matt Williamson's 2022 fantasy football wide receiver rankings. If you love him, if you are mad where your guy is ranked, you can find Matt on Twitter at Williamson NFL. I am at BD Peacock. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Be back Monday right here, Peacock and Williamson.